the awesome interviews just don't stop coming. Here we are back on Fight and Revive already, back with another excellent person who I'm very interested to talk to. That would be Mr. Tommy Vaughn, running for supervisor here in Campbell County in the Spring Hill District. Stick around. It's going to be a great episode as you get to hear the inside workings of a campaign and what's currently going on in the local race in Campbell County, which is just a great example of any rural county in America. And so wherever you are in the country, you can probably identify with this, unless you're in New York City, in which case you probably couldn't identify with this. But if you're in New York City, you should probably not be there anyway. I'm going to stop rambling now. Let's get going. Buckle up. This is Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. America is no longer one nation under God. Are you ready to fight for a revival? Well, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. Well, thank you for having me on. I do appreciate that. Uh, give me a chance to talk a little bit about what's going on here in Campbell County. Absolutely. So, um, if you want, you can just give us a little bit of a background about yourself, or you know what got you into politics, and now running for board of supervisors, and uh, just anything you want, and then move from that. How the campaign's going? And uh, yeah, just let us know. Excellent. Well, a little bit about me. I was born and raised right here in the area and went to the local public schools. And um, my parents owned a restaurant when we were growing up uh, right here on Timberlake. Uh, it was actually Southern Fried Chicken and the Golden Skillet over near the hospital. Uh, and then after that, uh, they moved into doing other things. My mom worked for a company that helped people get their GED jobs, which I always thought was neat. Um, my dad was former Navy. Uh, he served. My grandfather was a canine cop in Richmond, and so it was neat being around them uh, growing up and seeing how they served the community. And when I was, you know, young, trying to figure out life, uh, nobody in my family had a relationship with God. And God got a hold of me, and that's a whole other story, which is, is pretty crazy to see what God did with, you know, little old Tommy and taking me from where I was and... Uh, and bring me to a place to know him and going into full-time ministry, moving to Northern Virginia for, I guess, between five and six years. And I learned a whole lot, a whole lot about me, a whole lot about God. And uh, that really kind of changed my focus on what I considered my definition of success. And um, I knew when God was done with me up there, nothing happened. It was all great. A lot of good was going on, but I just had this unsettled feeling that needed to do something different. And uh, so moved back here to, to Campbell County and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, started doing some work and ended up uh, starting a business. Then I bought out a guy that had a small telecommunications company, borrowed and leveraged everything in my life to, to do that. And that was in 2005. And through that process um, of just doing what you say you're gonna do, and following through and caring about your customer and the people in the community. Uh, we've seen a lot of what people would call success in the business as it's grown to be the, in the top 250 security IT vendors globally. And that's because we hire really good people and we still put God first at everything we do, including praying after every staff meeting. And that's, it's really important to know that what we have here is but for a minute. And they're not going to write good businessman on my tombstone. It's the lives you affect. So Amen. as my life continued, I decided wrestling. My son was wrestling. And I went ahead and got involved, coached wrestling. I wrestled when I was here. 
and started giving back. And I realized the joy that I had in actually doing things for other people and got involved in ministry here, went on missions trips to Nepal, really changed my life. You know, I felt like I was going there to, to do good when I feel like they affected me more than, than I did them. Uh, the people group over there was just amazing just to see the love in the relationship rich group of people that is where we're monetarily rich and relationshiply poor. Um, so as that continued and continued to hire good people, keep our focus on God, uh, the business has grown and freed me up to do other things like going back to school uh, to become an EMT, uh, then going to the fire academy out in Bedford here, becoming a fireman, uh, certified fireman, hazmat technician, and serving on the Brookfield Timberlake Volunteer Fire which we ran three calls today. Uh, so I'm able to leave work and go do that and help give back in that aspect. Um, I was asked by one of the supervisors uh, years ago to step up and be part of the planning commission. And so I went ahead and did that for a little bit. And then uh, currently I was also asked and moved to being on the Industrial Development Authority, which I am currently here in Spring Hill. Through that process, um, I realized that there was a lot that goes on in government that a lot of people don't know about. And then you hear them complaining about the roads being packed and, you know, what taxes cost or going up and why and all the people. Yeah. And there's all of these things that go into it that a lot of people don't see. And it really intrigued me as being in the Planning Commission and the Industrial Development Authority, having a business here, um, just being as involved as I have been, that, you know, I have a unique perspective um, because of all the things that I've done that I could bring uh, to the county and help, not only in those positions, but I knew that one day if there was a reason or an opportunity and I felt like God was calling me to do it, I would be willing to step up and run for Board of Supervisors. But at that point in my life, it, it hadn't happened and uh, God hadn't called me to do that. So I uh, started doing a lot with the YMCA. They have a program called the Lost uh, Learning Program. So what happens is when kids get done with uh, school at the end of the year, the summer, a lot of them, uh, you know, parents at work, they don't have the, the same type of nutrition and guidance, and they end up uh, getting involved with other people and other things that not, aren't necessarily the best for them. So this program provides a gap. That gap provides a place for them to go with the why, and they're able to uh, you know, learn, continue to learn. That's part of what they get to do. They have to do studying on their grade level and assignments and then they also get to learn how to swim and exercise and there's a meal provided for them which a lot of them wouldn't wouldn't get that and uh, when those kids go back they're either the same grade level or they've actually moved up some from when they left the school the previous year but the kids who aren't in programs like this generally lose almost an entire year uh, that they have to make back up just because they don't they're not using it they don't have any other influences there so that's what originally got me involved at the Y and so then I started donating time money uh, efforts and they asked me to be on their board so I did and then later they asked me to step up to the executive team so I'm on the, I'm the vice president currently and will be the president in July for two years and again that's just because of the unique perspective the things that God's put me through over the years in my life to bring me to a place where, you know, I'm assuming that the decisions I'm making people uh, are lining up in the community. That's why they've asked me to, to do these things like the Planning Commission and the YMCA and the Industrial Development Authority and 
thing of business be successful here. So all of those things, I look back and I say, you know what, I could go and play golf. I could go do all these other things. But that really doesn't fill me with joy. You know, it's like you want to do something that you really enjoy. And that's why I go back to volunteering, whether it's at the Y, whether it's for the county, you know, whether it's at the fire station. Um, you know, doing that, I feel like, makes a difference. And I feel like with some of the things that we have going on in the county right now, um, it's time. It's time that, that I step up jump in there. You know, it's not a thing negative towards anybody else who's ever been part of it, but I don't know that there's ever been, to my knowledge, there has ever been a first responder on the board of supervisors. So I'm hoping to uh, to change that, bring that perspective in, because obviously I'm pro first responder. I also am a conservative fiscally. I do not want to see any more taxes increased. In fact, I know there's areas currently that we can cut some of the budget within Campbell, and I'd like to look at those. I know I might not be the most popular person for that, but I also know that part of what makes this area special is we do have low taxes, and we do have some of the best uh, first responders, police, our you know, eight fire stations are 100% staffed with volunteers. So there's a heart, there's a community that is conservative here, and I want to make sure that it stays that way. I know when I was in Northern Virginia, I got to experience a lot of things that are not conservative, not by a long <laughs> So the, the idea that my values, which line up with the community, I feel like uh, being pro-life from conception, stopping taxes, I am for less government regulation, period. And I am over government overreach, especially when we get into things like, you know, mandatory vaccines. I believe that what you put in your body should be between you and your physician. And the story on that here to talk about, you know, putting your your heart and your mind and your actions together at my company, we have several contracts that are related to government funding. And we were required for a contract that we had bid that we had had previously to upload all the vaccine records for all of our staff. customers and said, hey, I can't do that because I don't have them. And they were like, well, you know, you need to have them. And I was like, well, I'm never going to have them because what my staff does is between them and their their doctor as it relates to the vaccine and that I wouldn't be able to do it. And they said, well, you know, we're going to have to find somebody else because that's a requirement for the government. And I said, I completely understand. I appreciate your business. But when I talked to my staff about it, they agreed with me and understand that this is not something the government should should be part of. And uh, so anyway, literally before I ever thought about running for any office, I started to see that in my own business, here I am having to fight and protect my staff. And I wasn't willing to say, all right, staff, you need to do this just to get a dollar. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't believe they're going to write on my tombstone, good businessman. The lives that you affect and the people you stand up for and standing up for yourself is important. And so that's, that's a Like I need to, I need to do something, right? I need to get involved. I guess. I was. Just, I, I guess what I was thinking when you were talking about all that is the better question than what I had was I guess how did how on earth are you finding time to run for the board of supervisors? But um, I'm I'm glad you are. So, just uh, out of curiosity, because you you talked about it some. Uh, I know you said something about cutting government regulation, cutting taxes. 
what are some of the areas you think you could see that getting done in terms of um, like some areas that we could cut out red tape, so to speak, or or take down taxes, which it's true Campbell does not have a extremely high um, tax rate, but I know there are areas that are unpopular, such as the meals tax. Um, so what are some areas specifically you look at to, to target to uh, get some of your priorities done? Right. Well, I think at the end of the day, we need to decide and understand as a community, why does the government exist, right? I don't believe the government e exists here to rule us on, on what we do. I believe it is a necessary evil, which is also why I believe that the Second Amendment is there for us to protect ourselves against the government. So I would look at what does Campbell County need? Like, why do we have a government you know, set up the way we do? We need first responders, right? We need police. We need to be safe. That is very important. We need EMS. We need to get people to the hospital that need to get to the hospital. You know, clearly, you know, the fireside we've absolutely got to do. We've, we've got to have good schools that teach basics. The things that we need to know, you know, reading, writing, math, not on the social side of things. Uh, we need to teach and prepare our students for the real world that they're going to have to interact in. And I don't believe that the government should be the ones deciding those things for us. So I would look at all the different agencies, what we have, how much money is going toward them, and what is the expectation? What can we also push off? When I say push off, give an opportunity for private business to get involved in because it is absolutely 100% true that when you have a competitive market going after something, it can drive those prices down and we will do better by doing some of the things or letting some of the services that we feel we need be in the private sector. I believe that's part of what being part of the way that this country was built. Um, so for me, I know that, you know, I look at some of the vehicles that the county has, even for some of the stuff, uh, the different agencies, and I'm like, all right, so if you've got a truck or a vehicle and you don't respond to fire calls and radios and lights all over these vehicles that you don't use, but we've got to raise taxes to put new radios in for firefighters, why don't we take that truck, sell that, why don't we put those radios in the hands of the people that are actually going into buildings? Right. So those are, that's one thing. And I know that some of the people think, well, they've been here for so long. What if they need it? Well, if you're not if you're not going to calls, you don't need it. And you're here to serve. And I think, you know, you're getting paid for that. We don't need to also provide you with vehicles when you already have one or provide you with a vehicle to get to work. Um, so I think those are some of the areas I would look at uh, is in the transportation side. Um, I also think it's important that the people within the government, the county that work here that I've had to interact with, sometimes have a really poor attitude. And I think it's important that we have and can reflect the values and the caring that God teaches us to care about our neighbors as ourselves, right? So I want to see that. I want to see that within our county. And if our departments don't have that, why do we need this department? How is this helping the citizens? So that's how I'm going to look at it. I also know that it's the board supervisor's job to go through the budgets. I don't think that that's being done at all the different districts like it should. Uh, and I believe that is true in Spring Hill, and I want to go ahead and get involved in that. Um, for example, would be when we did have the EMS side, and they said they bought radios for everybody, they actually did not buy the microphones that we needed to connect to the radios to make them work with your fire gear on. So these stations had to go raise money 
to the tune of over $1,000 per radio, per mic, to add to the radios that the county got. Um, that's just one example of things that we had to lean back on the county or the individuals within the county to, to donate money. But guess what? We got it done, right? But it would be nice if the county wasn't going to do that to at least help us fundraise, help us get the message out to the rest of the county. Hey, we're not going up on taxes, and we need, we need you, county, to step up, private businesses step up, donate money to these, these organizations within the county. So that's another way that I think we could do it. I don't think the county does a good job of getting the message out um, for the first responders. I mean, how cool is it that we have and live in an area where we don't have any paid firefighters yeah. that we're able to do that? So we have the heart here. We have the businesses here. And we need the county to help promote the services within the county that are important to us and bring in private business to help support those things. And I believe that can happen. So just a little bit there, you know. Yeah. If, yeah, if we have services. I, I did notice in the area, I guess the closest paid fire department would be uh, LFD. You can correct me on that if I'm wrong. No, Lynchburg is, and it's, we work well with Lynchburg. In fact, when they're on multiple calls, we'll send uh, fire trucks to sit on standby within their stations. We also do that with, uh, with Bedford and uh, Forrest in particular. Uh, we share uh, first and second dues with Forrest, meaning that if there's a fire in Campbell and it is in our or close to where Forrest is, we actually bring Forrest into that call as well and vice versa. So if there's a call near our station, which is near Forest, then we go and back them up. So you'll have Campbell and Forest together. We've also had that even up here off of Waterlick with, uh, with Lynchburg City. So I do think even with the paid group, in fact, there's, there's several paid firefighters from Lynchburg City that, that volunteer in Campbell County at their fire mm -hmm. stations, including our chief at 12 is a full-time firefighter for uh, Lynchburg City. So it brings a lot of knowledge, and we're able to take that. We have a lot of young people in our department, too, so they have a chance to interact with, with all this experience, and um, they're able to go out and serve the community and be safe. I like Great. how you said, too, you were talking about um, raising money, getting people people and businesses to, to donate money for the causes, and, and um, such as uh, firefighters or another type of first responder, and... Uh, raising money for equipment and for whatever else because people are more like much more likely to be happy about it not only just most people would agree they you know need to support their fire department obviously but people are going to be a lot happier about it if you're they're being asked to give and are being explained why they should give rather than just having taxes raised to say this is what we're doing with it and you don't have a choice so I like that strategy a lot um, <clears throat> as we start to wrap up here I actually had a friend who he, I told him I was uh, doing this interview with you, and he uh, just happened. He said, oh, you should ask him about, and so I figured I would. Um, just And I know you mentioned, and I know for a fact you're a strong Second Amendment supporter, but uh, I know there's a couple members, or there's at least one that I know of, and I think there's more members of the Board of Supervisors that are members of the Campbell County Militia, and so there's a lot of uh, close interactions with the Militia and the Board of Supervisors. So I just figured I'd ask, you know what... Um, what do you think about the militia and uh, how, or how would I say? I guess uh, do are you uh, do you like the militia? Are you do you support them as I, I assume you do? And uh, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, uh, I'm glad you brought up the militia because I think it's it's really important. 
But one last thing on the previous thing. I know I talked a lot about fire yeah, responders because yeah, I'm so involved in that. Uh, also, talking about giving money, I look at you know like the uh, fields that we have at the public library over off of Leesville, and we put bathrooms in. We spent money to to do that. We have a lot of people come in the county to use that in those areas around there, and we also now have disc golf, which brought people. I think that's great, but I also would like to see a way that's not just Campbell County tax dollars going in so that people from the city and other counties can all come in and use it, which is great. I'd like to partner, and I think it would have been better to partner with some other groups and other businesses within the county to pay for all of that. And I think I would have promoted that to the point of willing to spend some money on marketing it to businesses to see about and put some of that stuff in for, for our community. That's just another thing. I just figured I'd make sure that it wasn't just in the first responder side that I'm looking at saving money or getting businesses involved. It's, it's much bigger than that for me. Back to the militia. So I am pro-militia. I've helped the militia for uh, many years. Um, I actually was at the militia event, their community event, and then truck or treat. Um, I do have a militia flag on the back of my Humvee, <laughs> and I think it's important that we remember this country was founded. I mean, the reason we were that we are here and that we can have these kind of discussions and these kind of arguments and these kind of freedoms that are actually trying to be taken away is because of militias that literally fought so we could be here. And I think the militia here in Campbell County is unique because it is not what some people, and I've heard people talk about militias being a bunch of like not very intelligent country people that are running around with guns acting fools. That is not the case. This is truly a military-style unit with military-style command with a high tolerance of, or a high level of professionalism, a low tolerance of misbehaving, and they will not, they will not tolerate it. And they understand their job is to be called up, um, you know, they could be called up by the governor as a military unit to help protect the citizens here uh, within, our, within our area, our country. And I think it's important that we remember that this is what this is what we were built on. We were all rebels at one point. We all rebelled against the king of being forced into doing something. And if you look at the government overreach, the stuff that we're dealing with now with mandates and et cetera, to me, those are the exact reasons that we need to make sure that we have a strong, well-regulated militia. So I am absolutely pro-militia. I will be pro-militia. I am pro-Second Amendment. And I am 100% behind with what those guys are doing. I've been to the meetings, and I will I will 100% support them as a supervisor. Yeah, they um, they, they uh, I think were originally formed, or at least kind of re uh, kind of had some new life breathed into them back in 2020. Went in the midst of all the tyrannical lockdowns and uh, all that stuff, mask mandates and stuff that was going on from Governor Northam. So. Uh, as we wrap up here, um, what do you, uh, you, you can say anything you want. You have the floor. Um, anything you want to say to, uh, the people listening? I know I have a lot of people local, uh, a lot of my listeners are here locally. Um, where can they go to find more about your campaign online? Um, and anything else you want to say? Absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, to close this up, vote Vaughn. My wife's running for school board. I'm running for supervisors. Um, my wife is would be the only teacher on the school board that's ever taught in the classroom. She is also pro 2A, all the same things we just talked about. We're on the same page. Uh, and I think having somebody on the board of supervisors, somebody in the school board who's going to say no to Richmond if they try or continue to try to do things, they shouldn't. To also have the board of supervisors stand behind 
the school board if they're willing, and I know my wife is 100% willing to stand up against that. Mama Bear's not gonna not gonna take that for her kids. And uh, and again, any to your listeners, call to action. Um, look at what Ab's doing here. He is he's taking his time to take information that is very important about the future of our country, especially here in Campbell County, and sharing it with you guys. And I'd say that if you're a younger person or any person, but especially younger people, get involved now, get a good understanding of why government exists, how it works, so that you can make a difference too. So Adam, thank you for letting me be on your show today. And again, thank your listeners. Um, You know, look at what you're doing, mayor that. This is great. And I really Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Mr. Vaughn, it's been a pleasure having you on. And uh, I hope we can uh, uh, do it again sometime. And I hope that uh, come election night, we have a real good result. And I think we will. I think election night's going to be a, uh, a fun night. And I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. We Thank take you. Care. Thank you, sir. Coming this week on Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. So one of the ridiculous lines I hate to hear from conservatives is how the world is uh, dying due to the unpopulation. One of the recent articles from a very adamant source of it, Mr. B, was talking about how the world is nearing population because the UN estimates that global population will hit its peak at 10 billion in 2086. And then from there, in the decades after, we're going to lose population dramatically. So first of all, says who? So who who decided like who, how do we know that the world is you know nearing its population peak? And also the this whole this idea that a lot of conservatives you know now seem to believe a lot of poorly informed but well intentioned conservatives seem to believe is that oh world population is declining you know re, you know reproduction rates need to increase otherwise humanity is going to uh, you know go extinct we're all gonna we're all gonna die and everything's gonna burn up and it's gonna be, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and I hope you will rejoin us on Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. For now, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good day, and I'm going to get on with my evening and maybe do a little editing because someone's got to edit the videos after all.